Welcome to the AWS Tech Chat. Your hosts, Russell and Dr. Pete. We're solution architects based out of Australia, and we help customers adopt the AWS Cloud Platform. In each episode, we talk about the latest and most interesting technical developments in the world of AWS Cloud. We bring you the AWS Roundup and deep tech dives into topics of interest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tech Chat. Russ here. Just before we get into this episode, I just wanted to let you know that we do love getting feedback from you. So if you have anything you want to pass on to us, positive or negative, or if there's a particular topic that you'd like us to cover, please do let us know. The best way to do that is to find our landing page, which if you put into your search engine AWS Tech Chat, you can find us through there. In this episode, Dr. Pete sits down with Adrian DeLuca, who is the Head of Solutions Architecture for Partners and Ecosystems at AWS across Asia Pacific. They had a great discussion, really wide ranging, about a whole bunch of partner topics, uh, including the Amazon Partner Network, reference deployments for key technologies, and also the recent VMware and AWS announcements. Here's the chat that they had. Hi everybody, and welcome back to Tech Chat. Today's a very special day as I have a special guest with me, and his name is Adrian DeLuca, who's the Head of Solution Architecture for Partners and the Ecosystem across APAC. Adrian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Dr. Pete. It's a pleasure to be invited. Mate, you are welcome here anytime. So today's a special day because we want to talk about partners and all things partners. So I wanted to know, you know, if I was a partner, what is the Amazon Partner Network program about? Look, the Amazon Partner Network is something that we established uh, a while ago now. And it's really a program designed to help partners accelerate the adoption of the AWS platform. Uh, and you know, if you think about all of the different software partners and, and software products that are now available, right. uh, and the way our customers actually want to consume it, um, being able to help those customers in platforming and releasing and deploying those uh, those products on the AWS platform is really where we want to take them next. Right, so customer experience is king for us and we always talk about you know, helping them along the way. So, so partners obviously are also um, our customers too. Absolutely, and you know what Pete, it's really all about workloads. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about uh, you know, customers, you know, when they're deploying their next workload, their next app, you know, they, they expect a level of depth and capability uh, but also expertise, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, across all of those different application stacks, and you know, AWS is all about providing that exceptional customer experience. And and how big is the ecosystem? Because obviously, we have uh, over a million customers that are active every month across uh, over 190 countries worldwide. How big is the actual uh, partner ecosystem? <laughs> I guess when you're servicing so many uh, of our great customers, you also need a rich ecosystem of partners mm-hmm. uh, behind that. And, you know, we have tens of thousands of partners. Uh, and, you know, fundamentally, our partners help deliver scale, but also the choice that our customers expect. So there are a number of different partners that we talk about that exist within the uh, the APN. Adrian, can you shed some more light about the types of partners that we actually have in the program? Yeah, fundamentally, we've got two different types of partners that we work with. The first one is consulting partners. So these are you know, firms that are delivering professional services, things like doing uh, design, architect, uh, build, migrate, uh, and managing workloads on behalf of customers. 
you know, some of those, you know, in our part of the world include uh, companies like Blaze Clan and, and Second Watch, for example. The other type of partner that we have are technology partners. Uh, and these are partners that are typically either hosting applications on AWS mm-hmm. or potentially integrating right. uh, on the AWS platform. So, you know, they're typically delivering um, or their software vendors uh, potentially delivering as, you know, software as a service or platform as a service. So, you know, a couple of examples there are companies like Splunk and Sumo Logic. So we're actually both technical guys. We're both architects, mm-hmm. Adrian. Um, so if we happen to work in an organization that happens to be a partner, um, so either one or the other, could I be both? Well, I guess you could. Okay. I mean, certainly, you know, we're finding many technology partners that, you know, once were software vendors um, that are now, you know, hosting um, or wanting to, to surround services around that. Um, wanting to become consulting partners, so absolutely, uh, we, we we definitely value both. Cool. I guess there's make a lot of sense there, where you know you build a product that might be a consulting function around it as well. So you could have different divisions in your business doing both. Cool. Now, what about the levels of uh, certification? Obviously, you know there are levels of uh, individual certification for architects and and, and cloud professionals. Uh, is there such a model for a partner model? Well, you know, partners typically take the same sort of journey as our customers. You know, they start by experimenting. Uh, and then build their knowledge, their competency, um, and obviously their, their confidence with the, the AWS platform as they go. So, mm-hmm. yes, there are different levels that we have. You know, typically partners will start off uh, in what we call our registered tier. Um, and as they progress towards, uh, you know, investing in certifications and accreditations, mm-hmm. uh, I know we talked about that with uh, I Ash think Willis Ash, a little while back. That's exactly, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A couple of uh, shows ago. Uh, you know, they build up that competency uh, to becoming, uh, you know, going to a standard partner uh, or an advanced partner. And we also have uh, our top tier called our premier status. Are there any benefits of being one or the other? Well, certainly, you know, the, the training and certification programs mm-hmm. are available to all, uh, regardless okay. of, uh, of what status or tier. But, you know, certainly as you start getting up towards that advanced and, and premier status, you know, this is where we really work uh, you know, side by side, uh, a lot more deeply with mm-hmm. our partners in establishing things like competencies um, or assisting with things like sandbox environments and proof of concept support. Okay, so so it's a part of the program. As a technical person within an organisation, a partner organisation, um, how does that actually help me on the ground in my day to day job? You know, it's right. So I'm, I guess it's a program, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's a good commercial. I'm talking about, <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're techs here. We speak geek on the show. You know, how does that help me speak geek better? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so something that our, our great team of solution architects do quite often is run workshops mm-hmm. and, and boot camps. Um, you know, we run hackathons. Um, which are very cool. Which yeah. are awesome, you know. And, you know, being able to do those together with our partners just has this amazing acceleration effect. But, you know, so either we're putting on specific boot camps and workshops for mm-hmm. partners or we're actually delivering some with those partners as well. Okay. And any examples you can share with the listeners? Well, actually, just over the last uh, two months, we've been Mm -hmm. delivering Microsoft workshops across 14 different cities across Asia Pacific, uh, which has just been awesome because, you know, we're reaching something like 400 individuals. That's very cool. 
So I guess as a geek, I get to uh, hang out with the, the partner solution architects and go through the boot camps and activities together. Yeah, and you know, in those sessions, you know, we start to really dive into you know some of the uh, not just the intricacies, mm-hmm. but just some of the cool stuff that we can bring. So you know, if we look at Microsoft, for example, uh, you yeah. know, we talked about the uh, the launch of the X1 instances mm-hmm. um, earlier this year. Um, for HPC workloads, you know, being able to bring that level of, of compute power mm-hmm. to Microsoft workloads. And SAP, of course, for HANA and things, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, we have over 300 images on the AWS marketplace. You know, we've got 30-odd quick starts for uh, Microsoft applications like Exchange, SharePoint, uh, SQL. Um, but we also bring some, you know, that undifferentiated heavy lifting capability for smaller environments. So services like Simple AD, you know, which work really well for environments with 5,000 users or less. Yeah. Uh, but we, again, we, some amazing services. But, you know, one of the cool services I, I actually got the privilege of mm-hmm. sitting in on some of these is, you know, talking about things like the EC2 run command, yeah. um, you know, which is just Very super cool. cool. Yeah, because you can do it both in the cloud and on-prem and, you know, help customers make the transition into the cloud environment. Awesome. So and what about, is it just about infrastructure or do we spend time with developers, the ISVs? Well, you know, we're seeing more and more developers looking to natively build their applications on AWS. So, you know, recently we announced, you know, .NET Core support. My favorite topic, in fact, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start speaking Microsoft to you. That's a dangerous area for me to go in, I think, as a, as a Linux guy. But, sure. uh, you know, we also have, uh, you know, we always, you know, we, we treat Microsoft workloads as, as first-class citizens, you know, you know, the .NET SDK templates for um, Visual Studio Studio, you know, the AWS tools for, for PowerShell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we ran through all of those in our workshops, which just really uh, provide a great acceleration effect for our partners to adopt Microsoft workloads on So it really on AWS. sounds like more depth, right? You spend more time with the partners to, you know, help them, you know, uplift more capability and show them, you know, some really, you know, deep in the plumbing tricks. So definitely worthwhile being a partner from the sounds of things. Indeed, and even just spending time uh, with other partners who may be having you know different workloads and sharing those use cases together in that forum right. uh, is a great learning experience for many of our partners. Yeah, and what about competencies? Obviously, there are partners that come in all shapes and sizes, and obviously at different levels. But they've also got they, they come from potentially different market segments. Some are specialists in content management and development, uh, you know, storage, big data, IoT. You know, how, how are we helping those guys in particular? Yeah, well, I mean, this is really recognizing that partners, you know, many of our partners already have these practices. We call mm-hmm. them competencies at, yep. at AWS, but, you know, many of our partners have competencies in things like DevOps or storage, you know, IoT, big data, um, or, you know, even specialize around, you know, workload migration. Which is a very common theme. We keep saying it's a, you know, data center migration year every year at Amazon because uh, we see customers coming in droves. So that's a very key, important one. Exactly right. And in fact, you know, uh, the migration competency, which we launched earlier this year, um, has, has just been fantastic, you know, as we, we speak to these, you know, partners that are, are looking to learn on how to, uh, you know, migrate on-premise workloads onto AWS with confidence. Mm-hmm. Or even perfected. Some are already very comfortable doing that. And also how to go deeper and better and quicker and faster with customers. Exactly yeah. right. And, uh, you know, we announced a number of new technology partners, uh, you know, planning and discovery, uh, mobility and 
application profiling tools. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just, uh, you know, it's, it's how we actually uh, augment those existing partner uh, capabilities. Mm -hmm. with we, some we have services that we've released like database migration service and server migration services. So how do those align with the competencies? Well, together with the tooling, together mm -hmm. with the practices and, the, and, and really those best practices that, that we've found um, in doing them on behalf of, uh, of customers, being able to relay those, um, but bringing together a really concerted way in which you can you know, adopt those services Mm -hmm. uh, and scale those services right. is where we've really been putting a lot of the effort, Pete. Sure. And what about the, the, the larger partners? Because I mean, there, are, there are global GSIs and ISVs that we work with every day. You know, how does the, the partner SA, you know, the solution like the community work with them? Well, you know, when we're working with partners with potentially hundreds of solution architects, oh, yeah. it becomes a different ball game, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, one of the things that we do with those large teams is, is things like on-site office hours, which is really right. cool where we actually get, you know, some of our awesome solution architects actually spend time, you know, on the partner site. Um, and, you know, just being accessible, being able to talk through, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, new architectures or, or, or current um, challenges, mm -hmm. you know, has a real acceleration effect on, on solving those sorts of So it's of really problems. about embedding us within the partner to, to make it more successful. Yeah, Indeed. You know, right. it, it's it's an opportunity for us to learn more about how uh, and, and what those partners are doing, mm -hmm. but it's also a great opportunity for those partners to accelerate their learning as well. Sure. So one of the things that we've often brought up is, uh, you know, how to make people more successful, especially our customers, in this case, partners today. Um, you mentioned quick starts earlier. Now, what are these? Can you demystify what a quick start is to our listeners? Absolutely. So quick starts are effectively a reference deployment implementation for key technologies. Like what? Uh, well, if you look at SAP uh -huh. or Microsoft, uh, many of our storage partners, for example. NetApp is a good example, I think, yeah. NetApp is mm -hmm. a great example. Uh, you know, rather than you know, following a white paper, Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, manually building through those steps. Uh, what we've fundamentally done is use services like CloudFormation right. to be able to automate that deployment. So you know, uh, you know, being able to have you know one-click access and spin up these um, environments in many cases less than an hour mm -hmm. means that you can you know build and test your production environments in a couple of key steps um, and just start using it immediately. Right, so it's a part of the experimentation and also being able to go from not you know, zero to hero you know, inside hopefully less than 60, 60 minutes on AWS. Okay, any examples you can share on where that's worked really well? Yeah, I, I, well, we actually just launched one with Atlassian. Oh, uh, good friends last, in Atlassian, okay. Indeed, and this one was developed uh, right here in, in Melbourne, Australia, Pete. Yes, by, by Shiva. One by of Shiva, one of, our, one of our partner solution architects, indeed. So, so last month, uh, you know, Atlassian held their annual customer summit. Uh, you know, there was around 3,000 people who attended that uh, over in San Jose, California, mm -hmm. uh, where we were a gold sponsor. And we, you know, we got up on stage and we, and we talked about um, how we developed this quick start for Jira Software Data Center and Bitbucket. Okay. Wow. Very cool. So basically us being embedded so closely, we can you know, go to market together and, you know, help each other out on the journey. Like being a sponsor, for example, that's, that's critical. Indeed. And, you know, if we look at the work that Shiva did mm -hmm. in that circumstances, you know, we worked together with Atlassian solution architects to, 
really look at how we can uh, you know, build best practice architectures for obviously security and high availability. Do that was critical, job zero for everybody. As Indeed. We say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we were able to do is, you know, how we did that was, was introduce services like RDS and Elasticsearch and even our friend EFS. Right. Cool. So I guess this is where, you know, we spend time with the partners and say, hey, instead of building something from scratch, why not leverage the core native services that we have in the portfolio to accelerate their, um, you know, delivery and execution? Exactly right, nice. Pete. Nice. Okay. So let's just change gears a little bit and talk about, um, you know, competencies um, and, you know, spend a little bit more time explaining, you know, how do we help our partners, you know, to either when they're brand new uh, to, to, to the uplift or perhaps evolve them to the next dimension, next levels, if you like, uh, by working with the partner solution architects. Well, I, I think a couple of shows ago with uh, Ash Willis, you know, we talked about those, you know, accreditations and, and certifications and, you know, how they're a great recipe for high levels of, of competencies. It's a great badge because you can show it to, you know, both your employer but also to your customer to say, hey, I am truly certified and I know what I'm talking about. Yep. Indeed. Okay. But, you know, when we look at, at some of those practices that we spoke about, Pete, you know, uh, DevOps or, or big data or, or what have you, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the ability for our customers to recognize and and ensure that we're maintaining the highest standards with our partners becomes really critical. So what we do is we, you know, we work deeply with those partners to enable them around our services, uh, you know, to to build those practices for repeatable deployment, Mm -hmm. uh, which ultimately reduces risk for partners and customers. Right. So it's it's about higher quality, higher result. I mean, we hold ourselves to a very high standard and you know, it's, it's very important to make sure that you know, you know, we, we comply with all the things we say we want to do. And I guess this is for us to work closely with the channel, the partners, um, to maybe you know, show them how we do it and vice versa. Well, you know, we talked about that, those one million customers mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're probably going to be two million customers pretty soon. <laughs> um, so, you know, just to be able to, you know, or to be necessary to maintain the scale at which customers are adopting cloud, you know, we want to help our, our partners, but also our customers, not only, uh, you know, implement quicker, but, un, you know, implement with that level of depth and quality that, uh, that, that we're used to. Yeah, and that's probably the key here, I think, is the depth, you know, and the quality. Because, um, yeah, at this massive scale, and, and this, you know, everyone hopefully knows this, but, you know, we provide the Lego blocks, you know, 70 plus services, and, you know, you become, you know, as the architect, you know, the, the Lego builder, right? I remember being on the floor with my kids, <laughs> playing with Lego blocks, very therapeutic, but it's also a lot of fun. But we don't necessarily go into the workloads that partners are specialists in, and that's really their territory. And I think, you know, it's worth calling out to say, hey, that's your strength partners you know go go for it you know deliver that value to customers yeah awesome now speaking of of uh of going to, to customers via different paths you know uh we've mentioned as earlier the aws marketplace that's also part of the partner story yeah I, well i like to call it the the enterprise app store i think everyone's used to <laughs> using their google play store or their uh, itunes store but you know the aws marketplace you know really delivers that convenience uh, you know, uh, to to the enterprise. Mm-hmm. So you know, similarly building on um, you know solid architectures and white papers, and then you know certainly for partners and customers who adopt quick starts, we take this to the next level in in being able to do one click launch of applications and solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's really the gold standard architecture for many of uh, many of the 
software solutions and infrastructure solutions out there, Pete. Yeah. So I guess enterprise is great, but almost anybody can use it because anybody who's got an Amazon account can go to the, uh, the marketplace and, you know, well, click of a button, launch an instance. Then how big is the marketplace, Adrian? Well, you know, today we have over 2,700 ISV solutions um, across 925 different ISV wow. companies, you know, and, and across, different 35, uh, across 35 different categories. So it's quite a broad marketplace a today. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's also interesting is in, because we're all about diving deep, you know, so the marketplace is often seen as the, uh, the virtual machine app store, if you like, to launch into your VPC. But there's also the AWS marketplace for desktop applications. Can you shed some light uh, for our listeners on, as to what that is? Yeah, indeed. I mean, you know, desktop apps is something that we've seen being, you know, rapidly adopted, mm-hmm. um, you know, quite a lot. Um, so we actually extended the AWS marketplace uh, for for desktop apps. Right. So you know, if fundamentally, it's an easy way to search and buy desktop applications for Amazon Workspaces. Right. So, so yeah. So the you know, you know desktop applications you know available in Workspaces consoles. So you can deploy them into your um, workspace instances um, using the uh, workspace inst- or the workspace application manager, right. WAM. Mm-hmm. Got that right. <laughs> and you know, similarly there, there's there's a lot of choice. You know, we have eleven different categories of applications that can be easily purchased. So it's pretty cool. So it's another channel for uh, the partner ecosystem to deliver the wares, literally the software, uh, onto the virtual desktop infrastructure that's part of Amazon Workspaces. Indeed, and you know, just like uh, our, our main um, AWS marketplace, you know, it's delivering it with the, the level of control, security, and compliance that uh, uh, that uh, our customers expect. Yeah, I mean, my personal favorite is it's all in the one bill too. At the end of the day, the customer gets one single bill with workspaces and marketplace appliances. Indeed, you know, so if you look at quick starts, mm-hmm. um, typically there are programs to bring your own license to those images, but when we talk about deploying on marketplace, no longer do you have to maintain those different commercial relationships mm-hmm. or worry about license management. You know, it's all conveniently wrapped up in the one monthly bill. No, very nice. And and how many people are using this? Is this a reasonably popular service? Absolutely, Pete. Again, it's just like with a lot of Amazon services. You know, we're seeing um, customers um, adopt it at a blinding rate. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have over 205 million hours uh, a month of uh, EC2 uh, hours. Of consumption. Yeah, it's uh, phenomenal, actually. I mean, I think it's a, a few round trips back to Mars and back. And back. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess the lesson here for the ISV community and our partners is, hey, think about these other channels to market. And if you, if you are a solution architect working on getting your bits and pieces into a PaaS or a SaaS into AWS, there are other mechanisms besides just hosting on EC2, but, but also using things like WAM in the desktop deployment model um, to get your software out into the, your customers' hands much quicker. So anything new in this space that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, look, there's updates happening almost every week. Is they uh, are, Pete. yeah. Daily at Amazon. Yeah, that's Daily right. indeed, you know. So, you know, we just announced in the networking space, uh, you know, the Juniper uh, VSRX gateways. Um, you know, in the storage portfolio, we've had Commvault release their media agents, mm-hmm. uh, Cloudian, Cloudian and Satera. Uh, you know, with their scale-out storage appliances and NetApp with their Fabric Cloud Sync. Awesome. Um, you know, on the enterprise front, uh-huh. you know, IBM have uh, released 
their MQ Advanced and integration buses and uh, uh, and Teradata also um, now have uh, the database and the Aster Analytics platform. Very cool. Yeah, it looks like a very healthy ecosystem, to be frankly honest. So, Adrian, you know, in your role, you get to see a lot of partners. Um, and you know, are there any trends that you know you think are worth sharing with our listeners around? You know, what's happening in their partner channel? Wow, Pete, there's there's a lot of them. Uh-huh. I think. <laughs> um, how about how about a snappy summary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm. I'm just trying to think of one that really comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was at a conference in Vietnam just uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, 250 odd partners mm-hmm. uh, represented there, and and certainly one of the themes that I, I heard strongly was, you know, particularly ISVs uh, and you know going from um, either selling software licenses or, or, or a hosted model going into SaaS, mm. uh, and they need some help there. You know, okay. uh, you know, understanding ways in which they can scale, uh, they can bring high availability. Uh, in many cases, how they can refactor mm-hmm. a lot of their legacy code or, or, or their new applications, in fact, made specifically for SaaS, is where they're looking for some of that help. Right. And is that a, just a Vietnam-centric thing or are you seeing it more across APAC as well? Oh, look, certainly, you know, we're seeing it right across the board, uh, Pete. You know, uh, we have uh, some of our partners that deliver things like point of sales uh, solutions, solutions mm-hmm. um, healthcare solutions, and so forth. And, you know, as they're looking to expand beyond their own shores and start delivering software as a service, as we know, it's right. without boundaries, yeah. you know, they're looking to take a lot of that undifferentiated heavy lifting that would usually be associated with standing up the infrastructure, infrastructure. Mm-hmm. you know, managing it, scaling it, um, and looking to us for help. Fantastic. So that's that's an interesting pattern that we, I guess we're seeing everywhere. Um, but there's a very specific announcement I was actually thinking of sharing with our listeners, and that is the, uh, the VMware Cloud is coming to AWS Town. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, the, it's, uh, it was a pretty big announcement indeed. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. It surprised a lot of folks. I think it did. Yeah. Um, I don't think the pundits quite uh, would have predicted it. But yes, yeah, certainly, you know, we were really excited to uh, announce the VMware Cloud on AWS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, a lot of questions were why and, yeah. and, and, and what are the benefits there. But if we really look at it... Um, a lot of our customers have long-standing on-premises skills, having deployed VMware solutions yeah, and they're for the certified, last. Certified, they get it. Yeah, use it every day. Uh-huh. Exactly. You know, they're used to the tools and mm. the architectural practices. So, you know, what we thought we would do is 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 marry all of that goodness together with the benefits of of AWS Cloud. You know, being able to access um, all of those VMware services on demand, have the pay-as-you-go via subscription. You know, and package up all of the the tooling and the necessary training um, means that it helps a lot of our customers move into the AWS cloud. You know, with a lot more confidence. So, from a tech perspective, Adrian, you know, what can you expect? So, if you're running, you know, ESX, vSAN, and NSX on premise, you know, how how do you get to leverage that by you know for this new wonderful relationship with VMware? Well, what we announced is that we're going to be running physical hardware with, as you mentioned, ESXi, mm-hmm. vSAN, and NSX. Uh, you know, on layering on top of that in our uh, regions, availability zones, and uh, you know, accessibility through our edge locations. But, so, we're, not, but we're not going to be hosting vir- v, you know, uh, virtualization on top of virtualization. We're actually going to have VMware 
hypervisor running on EC2. Indeed. So, you know, to avoid nesting different virtualization Mm -hmm. stacks, uh, you know, we're working really closely with the engineering teams on, on implementing the best practices behind that. But, you know, if you couple all the great things that VMware brings to customers together with, you know, our network and security first design models, mm-hmm. it really helps our customers, uh, you know, deploy with a lot more confidence. So what do I have to change if I'm already running VMware on-premise by going down the uh, VMware Cloud on AWS model? You know, the tools are the same? Is that the feeling? Well, absolutely. And that's that was really top of mind for us when we mm-hmm. when we worked there is, is you know, how can we... Uh, seamlessly access AWS Cloud through the familiar tools like vCenter. Yep. Uh, you know, or how can we also leverage uh, other AWS services like our compute portfolio or storage, you know, database, you know, RDS, uh, Redshift, our analytics, mobile or IoT services. They'll all be able to be uh, directly accessed from any of those instances that are that mm-hmm. are spun up. Okay. And what about things like vMotion? Will that work? Absolutely. I mean, again, this is these are tools that have been out there and adopted and used and scripts built and mm-hmm. um, obviously designed. A well-traveled road for many organizations. Indeed. So, you know, you'll be able to do vSphere, vMotion, live migrations of, of individual VMs. Nice. Um, entire workloads or, you know, if you're feeling confident enough, even, you know, the entire data center over to <laughs> AWS. Cool. Cool. That's uh, an amazing, I mean, step forward. You think about it. Indeed, and I think it really helps a lot of our customers, you know, uh, not only just accelerate those that, that journey, but, you know, continue to optimize their environment so they could take some of those existing workloads, put them into the AWS cloud, but then also move beyond that into things like, you know, re-hosting their databases on things like Aurora, mm-hmm. uh, moving their, you know, data warehouses onto Redshift. Uh, so, you know, it, it that, that whole re-hosting platforming and, uh, experience becomes a whole lot easier. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really interesting because you'll be able to take your, you know, VMware workloads that you know many may not maybe be afraid to touch because you know it's, it's a pet you've built it over many years, uh, and doing our migrations it might feel a little bit scary for some. But by bringing it into AWS via this model, you know, vMotion it in, it just works. Um, I think it's gonna open up a lot of opportunity because then you can leverage those services you touched upon to augment your existing infrastructure. And your data center can evolve over time. Um, I think it's going to be yeah quite a powerful way of moving forward. Exactly, and and you know going even beyond that, uh, Pete is, you know then once you're in the AWS cloud, being able to you know go global, you know, you know, mm. build AMIs, ship them around different regions as uh, customers. Are you expanding. become more elastic, yeah, become uh, auto scaling out. So look, um, thank you for that for sharing that awesome announcement. Now, Tis is the uh, season of reInvent once again. We're, we're in that period of the year where we have you know, thousands of customers and many, many, many hundreds of Amazonians heading off to Las Vegas uh, for the annual reInvent event. Um, anything you can share that's going to be specifically of value to partners? It keeps coming around faster and faster Man, every year, doesn't it? Seems like it, only a couple of months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, you know, absolutely. You know, we As part of the great lineup of... of um, of keynotes and obviously boot camps and everything that we've got running, mm-hmm. uh, we're also going to be running a global partner summit on the Tuesday, the 29th in Las Vegas. Right. Um, and again, we've got a great lineup there for for partners to to attend. So, what are you going to cover? What kind of things? 
what we, you know, we're going to do, you know, breakouts, chalk and talk sessions. Um, and there's even a lot there for the techo. So we've got like 300, 400, which are you ninja know, level sessions. Yeah. Ninja level sessions um, for some of our systems integrators and, and software vendors. Mm hmm. Um, but we're also going into things like industry solutions, Pete. So, oh. you know, we're going to be covering solutions in the financial services space around blockchain. That's a big one. Everyone's talking about blockchains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Indeed. You know, we're also going to have sessions on, you know, uh, marrying IoT and big data. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked oh, about this before. Mm -hmm. Enterprise desktop migrations, uh, hybrid architecture designs, and of course, you know, not to be forgotten, uh, you know, looking at how our you know Windows and SAP on AWS workloads are evolving. Fantastic. So, guys, you probably don't want to miss that. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you've already signed up because the tickets were selling very, very hot. Uh, look, we're almost out of time, Adrian. So, I wanted to say thank you so much for coming along and demystifying what uh, Solution Architects in the Partner Channel do. Um, so, uh, thanks for sharing. Fantastic. Thanks for having me on, Pete. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks very much for tuning in and we'll see you all next time. Signing off, this is Russ. And this is Dr. Pete. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, tell your friends, tell your colleagues and tune in again to learn more about AWS Cloud. Please subscribe to the AWS Tech Chat through iTunes, SoundCloud or by Googling AWS Tech Chat.